Good morning, Mashi. Good evening, Dennis. How you doing, bud? I'm good. I'm good. Coming towards the end of the day, although the evenings are getting a little longer here, which is always appreciated as we move out of the wake up in dark, come home in dark phase of the year here in Ireland. You guys don't do time change there, do you? We do. We have daylight savings. I wish we didn't. We got to get rid of it. It's, they're, they're talking about getting rid of it here, and I, I just... I well, it's not like Arizona doesn't have it, for example, right? Like some states don't have it already. I think you've named the one. Uh, uh, Hawaii might Arizona? not. Hawaii and Arizona, I think, are the two. But Hawaii, I mean, come on. All right. You know, I mean, it's, it's just out there. Dennis, I got a good one, and <laughs> I've used a lot of fiction-based quotes. Yes, and I would say today, almost exclusively. Yeah, today it's going to be a real-life quote made by a real-life person who played a real-life fictional character that was incredible in my youth. Okay. Um, that, you know, Dennis, I don't know if anyone watching knows, I have gone off the deep end back into WWE, WWF. Yes. Well, you're not, you're, not, like, you're not super off the deep end. Like, you're not going to WrestleMania. Oh, I'm, I, you're right. I'm not going to WrestleMania, by which you mean I'm not just going to WrestleMania. I'm going yes. to the SmackDown before WrestleMania. Then I'm going to the two days of WrestleMania, and then I'm staying an extra day and going to Raw after WrestleMania. They do more than Raw the day after WrestleMania. That's nuts. Dude, four consecutive nights of wrestling. Oh, my God. It's incredible. Oh, Carrie sent Sasso and I this thing where she was joking with her nail guy about us getting our nails done with the WWE logo. And Mm -hmm. John just messaged me. He goes, I'm in if you are. (laughs) I'm like, are you daring me, dude? I will get my nails done. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Oh, my God. I got to see that. Now he's trying to talk me into dyeing my hair red. You got to do blue, then like white, I guess, then red, right? That's the way you got to he, he wants red because that's what the Usos do, one of the tag teams. Anyway, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm considering it. But one of the things about wrestling and wrestlers is drug use and alcoholism. Mm. Rampant. Just rampant. And yeah, all these wrestlers. Not, yeah, wrestling isn't USADA vetted the way like UFC and boxing are, right? Yeah. I mean, well, now there's steroid testing. I think they don't, they don't test. And they test for everything, I think, but marijuana. Like there's a guy right now who – Failed his drug test. I was like, wait, smoking weed? And it was like, no, it was a bunch of molly and acid. It's like, eh, okay, that's a little different. A little spicier, yeah. Yeah. But the the golden era of WWE, of course, my youth, and one of the wrestlers from that era, you may or may not know, was a wrestler named Razor Ramon. And he was kind of a- Razor Ramon. You don't know? You, you do? No. Dude, Razor Ramon was incredible. He was so over. Scott Hall's his real name. Um, and he was kind of a riff on- um, Al Pacino in Scarface. Hey, okay. Chico, say, and he would say, like, say hello to the bad guy. Now, Scott Hall had a great career, Hall of Famer, WCW, reinvented wrestling with Hogan being a bad guy. He joined mm-hmm. the outsider, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, all this stuff, but horrible battles with alcoholism. Terrible. Um, and there's a lot of stories about it. And he eventually, actually, um, another wrestler got him into yoga, DDP, DDP yoga, and turned his life around tragically died a few months ago very tragically mm-hmm. died um routine surgery and we just lost him he had an aneurysm or his heart you know he went to cardiac arrest mm-hmm. and it was very unexpected and it wasn't supposed to happen and boom he's gone but his whole moniker is he was the bad guy and during his hall of fame acceptance speech he gave a speech and he had finally conquered his alcoholism for the time you know it's always a process and he gave a speech the ending of which comes i, I love it it's it's one of the best ways, best statements I've ever heard about life. And he says, dreams come true. Bad times don't last. But bad guys do. Because he was the bad guy. Mm-hmm. 
And for me, it's really tough because I, I loved Razor Ramon when I was a kid and he was giant, huge wrestler, Jack dude, great wrestler, great performer, great on the mic. But you kind of saw him later in life kind of beaten down, like the alcoholism had gotten him. He had very prematurely aged. Um, if you ever, by the way, total side note, one of the things that keeps popping up in my feed because I'm 44 <laughs> is like pictures of from I think it's from uh, Father of the Bride with Steve uh-huh. Martin and Martin Short. I can't remember, but it's like this is what 40 years old looked like in 1999 or whatever. Anyway, but I think when you conquer something, or even not even when you conquer it, when you're on the other side of life, the challenges we face. We've talked about how. Knowing whether you're winning or losing is just about figuring out when the game starts and when the game mm-hmm. ends, or when the struggle starts and when the struggle ends. Well, that's what you, that's what immediately came to mind for me when you said that. Yeah, and you know we find these inspirational quotes, and the reason I love this one specifically is because it's one thing. And Tony Robbins went through a lot. Don't get me wrong; he has very humble beginnings. Um, but it's 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 one thing when we see like your Tony Robbins who has billions of dollars now. Mm. Um, Tom Hanks has some really good ones. You know, all of these incredibly successful role models, influencers, athletes who have conquered bad things. Maybe not Tom Hanks, but when Scott Hall gave this speech, I think he was on the upswing, but he clearly lost a lot. And well, he was never going to gain that back. It was never. Well, there is this again. there is this tendency to want to listen to people who are successful. Right. And it's just because you want to emulate their success. Right. Oh, this guy's a billionaire. This guy's an amazing actor. This guy's a super successful comedian or writer or whatever. Um, and you want to hear what they have to say, and that makes sense. But they are not great authorities, like you said, on struggling necessarily for two reasons. One, because many of them have different advantages that they've leveraged and, you know, no, not necessarily anything against them, but that they've leveraged at the course of their careers. But also because there's a survivorship bias. I don't want to hear yeah. from the people who made it through the net necessarily. I want to hear from the people who are stuck in the net and maybe wriggled out. And it sounds like that's what Scott Hall was for you. He definitely was. And, and um. I mean, I, I I almost cried when I found out he he was gone. Um, but it's, I think there's a little more impact. Like maybe you're listening to two knuckleheads like you and I who are still mm-hmm. in the struggle, listening to what we think and where we're at. Now, I find us to be highly successful, but we're not billionaires yet. Yet. <laughs> I don't know. If I, I don't know if I want to be a billionaire. I don't. I mean, I'd love a cool 10 million liquid in the, you know, right. accessible to me. Like I saw a TikTok today that was like, um, it was these two guys and one of them goes, would you rather have $10 million or you play a hand of blackjack for a billion? And I was like, 10 million, 100%. Easy. Even if the blackjack is a coin flip, which it isn't, but let's call it a coin flip. I don't want it. You kidding me? No way. Yeah. I mean, you know, that number would have to get so low. I mean, at 100,000, I think I'm playing blackjack for a billion. That's close. (laughs) I think, I think, I think that's like the high of it, right? Anything, I mean, for ten thousand, you're playing blackjack for a billion, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you think so, Dennis? I don't know. Bird in the hand, dude. You're playing blackjack for a billion. You want to say a bird the in the hand is worth what a thousand in the bush? <laughs> the EV, the EV is just too good. Um, back to Scott Hall, though, I think that where we find our inspiration can be really important, and mm-hmm. I think that survivorship bias is, uh, you know, obviously a huge thing. The other thing about survivorship bias is it's one thing when it's right after you've maybe slayed the dragon or conquered things. Because like I said, Tony Robbins has incredibly humble beginnings. And so right when he'd overcome those or right when he's on his rise is a time when he's like, you know, six months ago, I was living in a cardboard box. That feels like a little different than 50 years ago 
Mm. You know, 60 years ago, I was doing this. Biggie has a great quote when Life After Death came out, where, you know, Life After Death has a very di- incredible album, double album, incredibly different feel to it than Ready to Die. Ready to Die is about struggle. Give me the loot. I'm stealing stuff. People are coming to kill me. My past life is still there. You know, it was all a dream. Life After Death is very different. And he gave an interview. He's like, look, I can't rap about not paying bills no more. I'm paying my bills. I can't it's rap about being hungry yeah. no more. I'm not hungry no more. I can't rap about selling drugs no more. I ain't selling drugs no more. Now, there's still tracks on there. But the survivorship bias where it becomes important is I think messages are best received, not exclusively, but best received when we're talking about where we're at now, who mm-hmm. we are now, where we're at today. When you're a billionaire. You don't think a little bit of distance is beneficial? I yeah, think, I think it it's hard to have objective, not, not even objectivity, but like it's, I think it's hard to get wisdom or nuance or even just like coherent thought when you're in the middle of something, especially if it's something difficult. This, But this is what we're talking about, Dennis. When do you ever know when you're in the middle of it? Yeah, I guess that's true. And where, where I find it beneficial is I think it's easier to relate to. Mm, that's it's easier enough. to relate to someone who, and, and it also says like, Hey man, dreams do come true. Bad times don't last. Look at me now. Mm. You know, and when you look at them, it wasn't about the money, the fame, you know, whatever the women, it was my, I've pulled my life together. I'm not an alcoholic anymore. You know, this world is still open to me. I'm still a celebrity in the wrestling world. And that is success. We all determine what success looks like for us. For most of us at a young age, it's a billion dollars. For you and I now, it's not. I would not want to be a billionaire. Straight up, I Neither. just don't want the responsibility. I don't know that. So it's it's been said many times now. Like no billionaire is a good person, and I don't know that that's wrong. You have so much money and so many resources that you're never going to use in your life. Mm-hmm. Why do you have it? You know, I don't think I disagree with you. I don't think I take it. I don't think I want it. Uh, like you said, cool ten million liquid in the bank. Okay, now we're talking. Yeah. But I mean, I. You know, I'd like a hundred, but I'm I'll settle for ten. You'll settle for ten. Um, uh, I don't think <clears throat> I think it is important what you said that like the idea is it's very is it almost makes you feel defensive, right? When someone who's really successful talks about struggles or they know what it's like, because like, no, you don't. And that's a reflex, right? And the, so that so it's probably a little bit over um overly strong, but it does have this sort of veneer of like disingenuous to it. Where whereas when you look at like we like you talk about Scott Hall talking about you know, oh, you know, dreams do come true, bad times don't last. He's not at his peak when he's no. saying that, right? No. And that's much more potent. But I guess he is at his peak. He's not at his peak for you and me or what we think. Right. Maybe he's, it's, maybe he's, he's at his peak for Scott. Glam. Yeah. I mean, when he's the biggest, when he's one of the biggest stars in the WWF, and at one point he was, he was mm-hmm. very over. Um, he was probably a raging alcoholic and struggling mm-hmm. with that. And he's who's he's not going to look back at that time in his life and go fondly. That yeah, that's beat. true. If I could only get back to there, and I think that you know we are the authors of our own story. Now, that story is written passively until we take control of it. Whether it's through you know, and we've talked about this. Whether it's through meditation, mm-hmm. whether it's through affirmations, whatever it is, whatever story you're telling yourself in your head, your subconscious is writing it, or your conscious can write it. You know, circumstance can dictate your life or you can dictate circumstance. There's a lot of ways you take control of that. And I think that's where, again, you start to decide where the story starts, where the story ends. Every arc, you know, obviously I'm a big fiction reader, um, anime and stuff like that. 
every arc starts and ends where you decide it starts and ends. Right. And I do, I have that same pull. I, I do have a tendency to try and break my life into chapters based on big life events, but that is completely arbitrary that you're picking one thing as being the end of something and being the it beginning is. of a new one. It is. Um, and it's very and, easy to think you're right in the middle of something when it's bad and to think you're at the end of something when it's good, when that's, those aren't necessarily the truth. And when that starts to come into focus, you start to understand the end of his quote, which is, you know, bad times don't last, but bad guys do because no matter what, no matter where you start the story, where you end the story, where each arc lands, there's one constant, the protagonist. You, Mushy. wherever you go, there, there you, you are. are. I just watched I just watched that clip last night. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, dude, I hope you go into your day to day and you main you you be a bad guy. I guess that's that's my that's well my no matter what, I'm gonna be a bad guy because that they, they endure. They last. They endure. Bad guys Dreams endure. come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. Have a good morning. Have a great evening. <laughs>